Hi, I'm Matt Mason, CEO of Dazzleship, the platform that's making good on the promise of Web3. And you're tuning into The Edge of NFT, the podcast that's keeping its promise of delivering top-notch content on the forefront. Keep listening. Hi, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode to learn how a seasoned builder of underground movements approaches the metaverse. How broadside NFTs awoke the hibernating bear market during its deepest of slumbers and how you can still get involved and what we do today when we don't do quick hitters. Finally, NFTLA 2022 was a blast. It was also a blast off in a giant plume of bright burning rocket fuel, Web3 NFTs, blockchain decentralization, and a suite of immersive new tech developments have just exploded onto the canvas of life. Outer Edge is the theme of this year's event, dedicated to those of you building with us at the outer edges, making the future happen. The community-centric gathering returns to Los Angeles, March 20th to the 23rd, 2023, to uplift creators and technologists through interactive experiences, a wide variety of discussions and presentations, and entertaining surprises that transport participants to the outer edge of what's possible when we co-create a new paradigm, embracing the decentralized web, artificial intelligence, extended reality, and more. To register to attend or learn how to co-create an experience on the Outer Edge, head over to outeredge.live. The event is being organized by the Edge of Company and us founders here at the Edge of NFT podcast. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's sponsored episode features the incredibly talented Matt Mason, co-founder and CEO of Dazzle Ship a next generation platform that is revolutionizing decentralized technology. With years of experience in the industry, Matt has worked on exciting projects such as The Currency by Damien Hurst, DC Comics NFT, and UMG as the Chief Content Officer at Palm NFT Studio. He has also held esteemed positions at Kraken, Sony Pictures, BitTorrent, and RWD as the CMO Innovation Studio Head, CCO, and Editor-in-Chief, respectively. And that's not all. Matt is also the author of a best-selling book on decentralized culture that has made waves in 10 countries. Dazzleship, the Web3 studio behind Broadside, is paving the way for a new cultural landscape in the metaverse. By bringing together music, storytelling, gaming culture, and Web3, Dazzleship is building the much-needed connective tissue for the metaverse to thrive. Matt, wow, lots of cool stuff you've been involved with. Particularly, I'm excited with that Damien Hurst collab. That must have been really fun. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. What was that like working on that project? That was kind of like an early pioneering, interesting thing going on with Damien Hurst. How was it being involved in that? Yeah, it was pretty amazing getting to work with the team at Henny, who Henny is a business that's run by Joe Haig, Damien Hurst's business partner, the platform that launched the currency collection. It was a really incredible experience. Amazing team there. That project, I think, is going to stand the test of time, not as an NFT project specifically, but just as a really incredible, groundbreaking piece of art 
Right. And that was the one where you got the NFT and like the art and you had to like burn one of them or something. Is that right with that one? You bought the NFT, which was connected to a physical piece of art, a hand-painted one of 10,000 pieces of paper with dots on them, the notes of currency in this project. And then you had to choose, do you keep the NFT or do you keep the physical artwork? It was really interesting. And Damien Erst gave people a year to actually make that decision. And it was really interesting to see all the numbers and decisions and changes. His whole point with it was the statistics and the behavior and the community around this project is as much a part of the art. The behavior around the currency is as much a part of the currency's art project as these notes of currency themselves. So it was really interesting to see people make those choices. And it was kind of about 50-50. Half of the people who bought them kept the NFT and half kept the, the physicals. Now, what about you? Did you get one or two? Did you burn one, keep one? Or did you not buy into the project at all? Or? All I'll say is I bought more than one. <laughs> so I didn't have to make that difficult choice. There you go. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for the little update on that. That's fun to hear about. So let's talk a bit more about Broadside, though. It's a hyper-engaged metaverse franchise, and you've got a community that it creates, plays, has fun together on a weekly basis. What's the origin story of Broadside, and how exactly is it affiliated with Dazzleship? Yeah, so it's a great question. So Broadside, I mean, the sort of long story short, it's a brand new PFP project. It dropped in November. It sold out inside of 24 hours in the coldest crypto wintery market. The deepest hibernation of the bear. <laughs> yeah, the frozen waste of crypto winter. Broadside <laughs> emerged. We really started it as we wanted to build the most involved storytelling NFT project possible. So the origin of Broadside is it was a story. You mentioned I wrote a book previously called The Pirate's Dilemma. It was a nonfiction book about navigating piracy and competing with piracy that came out about 10 years ago. And that was a really hot topic, right? Before Netflix, before Spotify, when we were still file sharing and doing all these things. And that was, you know, I've been in that world a long time. I grew up DJing on pirate radio in London, was very involved in a couple of early music scenes like dubstep and grime. When those scenes were literally just sort of 50 or 100 people in one or two rooms and a couple of pirate radio stations. So I always had this idea about piracy is a really strong driver of culture and innovation in certain contexts. And Broadside was this nonfiction story that I started writing after I wrote that book. Initially, Penguin in the US said, will you write a story for us about a short story about piracy in the future? I was like, oh yeah, that's great. Like, what would that look like? Let's imagine like 3D printing has scaled and recycling is 100% efficient and solar energy is 100% efficient. If you can just make physical stuff the same way you can copy an MP3, the world's going to get pretty crazy. That's cool. Let's go there. And it sort of very quickly turned into, all right, well, you have to sort of, this is a world where it's about centralization versus decentralization. That's really the crux of the story. So I started writing this story and then it ended up being a screenplay that was in development at DreamWorks. And then it was put in, they're like, this is a $300 million movie. And we don't understand what a decentralized hero is. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I've been obsessed with this weird stuff kind of before crypto even. That's awesome. Just like how the world is going to change really, really quickly. It keeps like, we're seeing that now. Every year we get hit with things that we've got no idea were coming. And that sort of title broadside is like society just keeps getting smacked in the face from yeah. the side. Like it was chat GPT in December. It's going to be something else next month. Yeah. So that was it. So it was this story that I'd just been working on and working on. And then a friend of mine, one of the guys that I started Rewind Magazine with, is a really prominent crypto artist known as Vector Meldrew, who's 
auction work at Bonhams and sold out collections on every major NFT platform. And he kept saying to me over the years, like, what are you doing with that broadside story? Like, you never did anything with it. Let's do something. Let's do a show. And he ran an animation studio in the UK called Dazzleship, producing all kinds of cool stuff for Activision Blizzard, for the James Bond GoldenEye reboot, Nike, Adidas, all kinds of cool stuff. But he really wanted to develop broadside. He's also been obsessed with decentralization for a long time. And then we were starting work on it right at the beginning of 2021. We're like, okay, this is an NFT project. We can finally make a decentralized hero. Like it didn't really make sense in other formats quite as much as it did here. So we're like, okay, let's do a collection of 7,000 broadsiders. You get to own one. Vector created all of the art. He did 3,000 traits in 3D that he built by hand for a total of 201 billion possible combinations. And then we took a bunch of art from other projects too. We licensed to CryptoPunk. We spoke to and got the blessing of XCopy to use art from his collection. Eclectic Method, Moonbirds, Rec Guys, Nouns, Cryptodes, Grills Gang. We brought in a bunch of communities and projects and artists that we knew already and that we liked. And so your broadsider might be wearing an XCopy t-shirt or have a Moonbird stick on their armor or some trait. If they've got a trait from a CC0 collection, then that broadsider automatically is a CC0 broadsider. If it doesn't have any CC0 traits, you get full commercial rights to your broadsider. So we launched this collection. Everybody gets this hero. The hero's got a name that was also AI generated. And then every month we've been dropping holders of broadsiders a story about their character. And everybody's reading a version of the same story, but it's about them. So your version of the story will be similar to my version of the story, but it's about your broadside. So if you're reading it from the point of view of my broadside is called this and their pronouns are that, you're going to be reading a story about this kid who's completely anonymous, who gets 7,000 other kids together to overthrow this centralized authority that's making their lives hell. So that's what the story is about. And that's what we really wanted to go out and build. Let's just build this crazy storytelling NFT project We'll give everybody these episodes. At the end of all the episodes, you can merge and burn the episode NFTs into a one-of-one book NFT about your broadsider with your broadsider on the cover. You can sell copies of that book. You can print copies of that book. And once we've done that sort of final merge and burn and everybody's got their books, we're going to go with the community that are holding books. And we've got this really special kind of general release of the broadside book plans where we're going to go with these 7,000 community members and holders, and we're going to do this DDoS attack on the New York Times bestseller list. I won't give the exact mechanics away of yet, but it's going to be really fun. And the whole idea was, let's put a story, a really crazy storytelling NFT project about decentralization right in the heart of the book industry. And pre-Web1, let's try and show people why NFTs and Web3 matter, because NFTs are getting a really bad rep. People look from the outside and what we're all doing. Like, what is this? <laughs> so broadside seemed like a way to like do something fun, get a cool community together, build a story world, but also like make a point to the wider world about why Web3 is so important. Yeah, oh, that's fascinating stuff. By the way, for the listener, they can go back and listen to a previous episode with you. It was episode number 54, October 13, 2021. Oh my God. Yeah. I was so young then. That's 10 years ago in NFT time. Yeah, but that was a great one as well. Yeah. We delved a bit deeper into your radio experience and things like that. We actually did our quick hitters with you then at that time. So we'll have to maybe improvise a few quick hitter questions today since we already found out the answers to those. 
But wow, fascinating stuff. And yeah, I really appreciate your perspective because again, for me, that's kind of my approach to all of this as well. You said something that touched me very deeply of like, we couldn't do this until now. And I definitely have that. And it's sometimes it's onerous, a kind of a frustration that sits within me of all these things where I'm like, I know you could do this, but like, but he's not even going to get it or you'd be able to do it until like something has to happen. But those moments are very fun when you have that experience. You're like, oh, wow, this is all come together. <laughs> it's actually possible. I'm not crazy or whatever. <laughs> I mean, this is like, if you go back through history, like if you look at some of the things that have happened culturally, nobody would have ever given anyone permission to do those things. Like if you think about punk rock, playing like three chords on a guitar. It was completely the antithesis of music at the time. Nobody would have given hip hop permission to happen at that same time period. I grew up in grime and dubstep when I saw kids make songs like eight bar records on PlayStations, sold 15,000 copies on vinyl for eight pounds each. Like that's a crazy amount of money to make with your PlayStation in <laughs> 2001. Right. Nobody would have given any of the crazy NFT projects we've seen grow permission. Nobody gave broadside permission. We tried to do it in all these different ways for years. And it was just like, no, this is too cerebral. We don't get it. What is it? And then we do it and it sells out in 24 hours and we make more money in 24 hours than we've made most years in our lives. And we're like, oh shit. <laughs> like This is the thing I've always wanted to see happen. A way for people to scale an idea with a community without having to ask anyone's permission. That is the magic of Web3. Yeah, that's fascinating. You're reminding me of, I listened to the Broken Record podcast, and I'm sure you would love it. Have you ever checked that podcast out? No, I'm going to check it out. So Rick Rubin is one of the hosts. Malcolm Gladwell is another host. And then Dumb. they have yeah these two other guys, but they have interviews with uh, Iggy Pop on a couple of one or two recent episodes. Very great study and like not asking for permission to make something happen. But yeah, so... You have taken on the CEO role here with Dazzleship. You mentioned it was kind of around, run by a friend previously. So that's cool. Congratulations. That's a big step to take on. What's your vision for the future of the Broadside franchise under your leadership now working with Dazzle? So the co-founder of Broadside is Vector Meldrew, the crypto artist. And Dazzleship was his company based in the UK. When we were building Broadside, we need to set up a US entity to launch this from so we set up Dazzleship in the US and then we decided, you know what, let's just transfer all of the assets and resources to one company in the US and that will be the company we build around Broadside. And then we were sort of just figuring out who's going to do what. And Vector is the creative genius. We're both creative in different ways, but it just sort of made sense. Like you be chief creative officer, I'll be CEO. And we really want to sort of use the Dazzleship company as a vehicle to build this platform around Broadside that we are working on now around the community and just sort of thinking sort of the years ahead. The idea of Dazzleship, as you said, we want to build a studio that delivers on the promise of the metaverse, which is kind of a different thing from what we started with with Broadside was let's build a really cool storytelling project. That was where we started. But to your point, if you give people the rights, if nobody has to ask your permission, they do things that you would have never imagined. And that's exactly what happened the day after Broadside minted. So we get these avatars, these characters in the hands of the broadside community, and they just start building and doing all these amazing things with their broadsiders. We've seen this last weekend, a car came in ninth in the Indy 500 that had a broadside decal on the back of the car. We've got a team building a game in Roblox. The community built a 
rave bunker in the Mona metaverse where we throw weekly raves around Broadside where everyone's wearing Broadside avatars and different VRMs from different projects associated with Broadside like Rec Guys or some X Copies crew are there too. They helped build that. A guy called Neil Glitch, who's been amazing. So the community started doing all this other stuff that was sort of Broadside encompasses music, fashion, gaming, culture, all these different aspects that the story touches on. Because Vectra and I came from Pirate Radio and because music was a big part of the Broadside story, there's this style of music in Broadside called 3D Bass. It's set in 2037. Everybody's got sort of an AR-enabled vision and you can see bass lines coming out of car stereos or club sound systems. And these kids figure out if you tune the frequencies the low end low enough, you can actually brick the operating systems of these security robots that they're fighting against that are owned by this tyrannical centralized company. And this is based on real technology called LRAD, which if you've ever been in New York City, you hear the police, they have these rumblers. So the sound just goes boom, 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 boom. And you're like, oh my God, you like feel it. You have questions about blockchain? Like how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? (laughs) Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. (laughs) Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintraininalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. If it's the same thing I'm thinking of, it's like it's a directional audio signal. So you could point it at someone as though it's like a laser beam of sound, right? Exactly. And we thought, well, wouldn't it be fun if kids were using this and they were making dubstep with it that killed robots? Like, that's great. Let's do that. So there was this style of music in the story called 3D Bass. And when we were launching Broadside, we were like, okay, well, let's do something fun on Twitter that showcases the world. Let's play 3D Bass Pirate Radio on Twitter Spaces and do that. So we started playing, and we were just playing like old grime and dubstep and trap and drill and all these house garage, all the sort of music that's been on the sort of dance music, EDM, baseline continuum to tell the story of 3D bass, the music that changes everything in 2037. And the community really started to run with that idea. And that turned into these weekly raves in the metaverse. And then just all these memes, all this stuff people were building, all of this merch, all this crazy stuff. But when we saw the community come together in the metaverse and start coming back, like thousands of people week after week in spaces and actually in the metaverse, when we saw that, Vectra and I were like, holy shit, this looks like dubstep when dubstep was 50 people in a room. When it was 50 weirdos who thought nobody else is ever going to want to listen to these records. And then 10 years later, it becomes like, wait a second, we're getting these people in here and Mark Zuckerberg and all these other people are spending hundreds of billions of dollars doing these like Super Bowl sized brand activations and concerts and nobody gives a shit. Nobody ever comes back. There's zero (laughs) engagement. Just sort of hit us. It was like, oh fuck, the metaverse is about building culture. And we've been doing this in different ways for 20 years. 
this is where Broadside needs to go next. So building Dazzleship as this studio, as this vehicle, as this platform where we can create communities that are based on their own culture and can grow exponentially, organically, just through fan engagement, just through people actually being there because they want to be there together week after week. It seemed to us that was, this is a missing piece of all this. Like Everybody's building these really gigantic, expansive worlds. Nobody's building the small room with 50 weirdos in it. And that's the only way good things happen. It's certainly in the subcultures that I've been involved with. Yeah, that's really fun to watch something kind of get born. It's like a child that you could watch it grow and see what happened, how it turns out. So you mentioned the community that heard this moniker, the most savage and authentic community in Web3, <laughs> quite a distinction. Is there anything else you want to share about what kind of sets it apart and makes it unique in terms of who's showing up? Like, where are these people coming from? Their sort of previous backgrounds, is it kind of Web3 folks? There's just another project or... Are you pulling in people that aren't so Web3 savvy that come from some other domain or is it you have no idea? What do you think? I think we have a pretty good idea. It's a very tight-knit community. We know a lot of each other. Like We know a lot of community members by name. We know who they are, where they live, what they do. Like We consider all these people friends, honestly. And it's really interesting. Like Vector and I had different journeys through crypto art over the last few years. Like We were friends. We were working on Broadside. Suddenly, he starts getting really busy as Vector Meldry, the crypto artist selling one of ones and doing auctions and all that. And I go, I'm employee number one at Palm NFT studio. And suddenly I'm building Damien Hurst and the DC comic stuff. And we're, so we're both going and playing at very different ends of this web three spectrum, but he's very deep in crypto art and making friends with people like X copy and really on that side of things. Meanwhile, we're doing the largest NFT drop in history to DC comics fans which is a free min on a platform on an L2. You don't even need MetaMask. Like I'm going the other direction. Like, How do we get the next billion people? I love the mission that Palm's on and I love the sort of direction Vector was going in as well. But quite often, those two communities don't talk to each other. So a lot of the community that came in that sort of followed me from my work at Palm was people who'd bought into the DC Backhouse or the DC NFT work or people that hadn't and were in other platforms like Recur or VV who just followed me on Twitter or around the project and saw it. And then the other half of the community was very much people like builders and developers and artists in crypto art who'd been following Vector, who Vector had been supporting them to, like this really, really hardcore Web3 crypto art community. It was almost like these two communities really didn't know that the other one existed. Like half of them didn't have a MetaMask wallet. And we're like, what's, how do we get these broadsiders? What is this MetaMask wallet thing I need? And the other half were like, what's Vivi? Who are these people with a red circle? Who are these Batman people? And then they sort of found each other and they fell in love. And the community is really sort of 50-50 because they're both like hyper-engaged. They both love to build. They were just sort of in different ecosystems, but they all love the same things. They love storytelling. They love role-playing. They love gaming. They love music. All the things that makes up broadside. And so we've got this community that, it feels really different to other communities because there's a lot of people that they're really there for just the fun of it. Like very few broadsiders are listed on OpenSea. It doesn't get a lot of volume, honestly, because the people that they're, they're not moving, they're building. And that was always the, our kind of intention was none of the sort of flipper metrics really matter to us. What matters to us is a community that's here long-term and that's really, really building. And then let's use what we build together to kind of expand this platform and take it to more people. Wow, very fascinating. 
Tell us about the Bones token here, or is it a token? I don't know. It's launching soon. It's like a reward system for Broadside. What are the features? What is Bones and how does it work? Bones is absolutely not a token. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bones is an in-game reward system or before-game reward system in this case that will allow broadsiders to do certain things. So if you're holding a broadsider and it's not listed, that's the term soft staking, you will earn bones for just holding a broadsider, you earn 10 bones a day. If your broadsider is not listed, you earn an additional 40 bones a day. If you come and party with us, Rave Warehouse, you earn 10 bones, you'll be able to earn 10 bones per show. And you'll even be able to unlock the NFT and IRL broadside metaverse world tour t-shirt that we're launching. Um, there's all kinds of other stuff you'll be able to do. Like if you interact with tweets from broadside, you can earn a certain number of bones per tweet. So we wanted to create, we've seen so much amazing engagement. How do we reward this? We're launching these capsule collections of merchandise that we've been working really hard on for a couple of months to do just absolutely the highest levels possible. So we're rolling out all of this new stuff for Broadside that you'll only be able to get if you're a Broadside holder. And we wanted to start rewarding people. There is a possibility that at some point in the future, we do convert the Bones in-game currency into a real token. But having just spent a couple of years at Palm, working with Palm NFT Studio on rolling out the Palm Foundation, and that's a really, really long, expensive process. The regulatory environment we're in, it's like it's not something to just take lightly and do quickly. We see people do this every week in crypto. And we see things go wrong all the time. And with Broadside, it was like, let's build an in-game currency because that's what we need right now. And if later on, this absolutely has to be on the blockchain, completely decentralized, we'll absolutely invest in doing that. Cool. Very interesting. And we're getting this episode out right in time for people to discover more about it as it's launched. So really excited for you to be sharing that with us. So tell people that are listening, how do they get involved and get some bones? Like, What would be the process there? Yeah, to get some bones, you need to be holding a Broadsider. Um, that is the only kind of bar. But once you're holding a broadsider, you'll start earning bones every day. If you go to broadside.wtf, everything's there. You can see how many bones you've earned. You can go and start down. You can go download your episodes of the story and start interacting with the world and being part of the community. Easiest way to get involved in broadside, you don't have to own a broadsider. Come hang out with us. Follow us on Twitter at Broadside NFT. We throw parties every week in the metaverse. You can just walk right in. You don't have to download anything. You just click a link in the space and you're in the metaverse. You can download all kinds of broadside avatar, VRMs, different VRMs from different PFP projects that we're affiliated with. Come party with us. See if you like broadside. If you like broadside, by all means, buy a broadsider. And that's when you start earning bones. But we wanted to build this really, there's people in our community, there's people in our Discord and Twitter who sold all their broadsiders or never bought one, but they still show up every week. And that's okay. They're gang. Like we don't care. We just want to keep building and keep getting some more people that are excited about what we're doing. Yeah, we'll have to wrap up here pretty soon, but at least with the main portion of the interview, just tell us a little bit more about the metaverse experience, how you're making it this sort of a next generation type of thing and building the culture within that metaverse. What's more about what that's like? Yeah, so we're building this metaverse space in the Monaverse right now that was built by Eclectic Method and Neon Glitch, two crypto artists who are part of the Broadside project. And Eclectic and Neon were just like, we want to bring your Twitter spaces into the metaverse. So let's do them in here. So inside the warehouse, there's a big screen and we broadcast DJ sets onto that screen. And we also broadcast shows. We have guests on, like we have people who affiliate with the projects come in and talk. Like OSF came in from the Red Guy community. We had Bored Elon on the other week. 
We had Ryan from Crucible, from the open metaverse community. Like We just bring in other people who are excited about NFTs and building the open metaverse. So we do this kind of sort of chat show format, and that spits out great content that we then put up on YouTube and we put back on Twitter. And then we also have these parties as well, where people are just in there raving and there's all these different mechanics in there's certain places you can stand in the bunker and trigger certain emojis that then everybody can see. There's a bunch of different emojis and we, we're partnering with Mona on this and we're working behind the scenes with them on a lot of other stuff. But people just keep adding like fun stuff. Like someone added porta potties to the rave bunker the other week because there weren't any. It's a really vast space and people are doing these sort of running races around the edge of it. So someone added these like speed lines that if you hit them and you jump and you go flying and so it sort of feels like Super Mario Kart's going on around the edge of it. And really what it's getting to without giving too much away about what we're building next is we're building this game inside of a rave, inside of this space where all these other things are going on. And this is the first time in history you've been able to do anything like that. You're seeing these technologies starting to scale in terms of platforms on the back end, like Improbable, where you can have 10,000 people on one server. You've suddenly got amazing live services infrastructure. Things like, you know, Beamball, what John Radoff's building. So the back end of the metaverse is only just getting to this point where suddenly we're going to be able to have these incredible experiences that just weren't possible before. I think that's been one of the things that's been the problem of the metaverse is like, no one's really seen it yet. Like you can only have a hundred people in the server and you can't do very much. And it's just sort of people standing around waving at each other. Yeah, that's not fun. Why would you ever come back? Or it's a giant concert but you're still only in a room with 100 people, even though you read on Twitter that there's 40 million people there or whatever. It's still not quite there. We're getting to the point where it really is there. And we're starting to put together all these elements within the Broadside Rave Bunker, whether it's music, whether it's gaming, whether it's role-playing, which is another huge part of our community. Like a lot of people have, you can go into our Discord and you can get a job from the Broadside story and start working a job. And there's a whole progression tree for each different job. Um, all of these things we're kind of scaling up into a space where gaming, partying, content, role-playing, NFT, all the things you could do with NFT, merging, burning, crafting, all the fun things about those. We're building this platform where all of those things will happen in one space. And it's definitely a game and it will have game mechanics first and foremost. And the mechanics of it being fun are the most important things to us. But the thing we're building, we've never seen anything like this because they're only just becoming technologically possible. Yeah, that sounds fun. And then is this all sort of in the metaverse? Is there any IRL kind of component here or a way to integrate? Like, could you have like a live party and integrate it? Or are they kind of just two distinct experiences? Just curious. Absolutely not. So I guess the way I think of the metaverse is there's definitely these components that are very much in these 3D worlds. But really, the connective tissue from the metaverse is the NFT, is this social object that works IRL, that works in Web3 and Web2, wherever you go. And that's your broadsider. And right now, there's 7,000 broadsiders as we scale. We're going to think about expanding that world in ways that elevate everybody who's been part of it since day one. But yeah, I mean, absolutely, we're looking at IRL. We're doing something pretty special we haven't announced yet in Lisbon in June with Non-Fungible Conference. We're doing some stuff at NFT NYC where... We'll be able to bring this idea of 3D bass, this bass music that you can see. We're like, yeah, that technology exists. Let's go and do that in real life. And we've got some really amazing sound engineers on our team. Um, Vector Meldry has been a VJ at Glastonbury for many years and other big festivals around the world. So we're putting together this really amazing live show, which has to look as crazy as it does in the metaverse. So yeah, absolutely. That's on our mind. Like 
if we're going to show people the metaverse outside of it, then we need to go IRL. We need to show them. And that's absolutely what we're going to be doing. Awesome. Very good. Are we getting somebody out for Outer Edge LA? We're trying to do it. It's just finding the right, like, where can we do the, if you guys need a 3D base party somewhere, if you need like a set, let us know. But that's sort of what we're doing at these other places. Like, hey, wait, if you guys come here and set this up, like, we'll do it. So yeah. All right. We'll make sure that conversation moves forward. All right. Well, before we wrap up the interview segment, anything you'd like to point our listeners towards that you find interesting outside of the projects that you're doing? What are you watching? What do you keep an eye on that gets you excited? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So many things right now. I'm really excited about, there's a community that we're part of called Cult Crypto Art. That's just building so many cool things across different metaverse platforms. That was started by XCopy and Neon Glitch, who I mentioned before, and Eclectic Method. They're doing some crazy stuff. I mean, there's just so many right now we're seeing some really great projects that are just starting. I don't think enough people know about. A good friend, Supermassive, just started a really good one called Based AF. We're really excited about what they're doing. They're trying to build this whole kind of media company around the idea of the metaverse. They're doing some amazing stuff. And it's just good to see like projects we're not affiliated with are just doing great. Just started like Kid Called Beast, doing amazingly well. Just really excited to see even in this bear market, people coming with amazing projects, growing amazing communities. And you can really see where these things are going. You can see a couple of projects and movements that are just like, yeah, this is a couple of hundred people or a couple of thousand people right now that are hyper-engaged and doing something together and no one's really noticed them yet. But you can see that these things already are like, I think the metaverse is going to go beyond the bull and bear boom and bust cycles for crypto and NFTs. But as that this idea scales, like some of these things you're seeing now are absolutely just going to become giant cultural forces. Yeah, totally agree. Well, that's great. A lot of stuff for our listeners to go check out and get involved with as alongside what you're up to. Hey there, NFT space cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com It's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe, it's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service soup to nuts and whole enchilada NFT service can help you, yes you Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht.
I think what we'll do here, we don't have a ton of time left for the rest of the episode. My producer here, since we already did your quick hitters, had a fun idea. Instead of the quick hitters, we'll do just the fun word association. We'll see what comes of it. <laughs> Let's do it. I was going to say a word, and I guess you just say whatever you think. And I guess we'll just go from word to word. <laughs> we'll see what happens. This is for fun. Let's go. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Bass. Music. Blockchain. Creative medium. The prodigy. R.I.P. Keith. Beef. Uh, <laughs> impossible burgers. <laughs> Trees. Smoke. All right. Web three. Future. Wobble base. A weapon in the future. <laughs> Sweet. Salty. <laughs> Savory. Unsavory. <laughs> Frame. Um, <laughs> right. <great laughs> TV. All right. We got three more. Peer to peer. Excellent. <laughs> Green. Solar punks. And finally, color. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. All right. We gave that our best shot. That was we fun. Did, we tried. We tried. <laughs> I got to like it. So next, before we wrap up here, I want to make sure we're going to do a quick shout out, maybe to somebody or something that you think is worth shouting out, maybe a partnership or a community or a member or something like that. And then we'll wrap up. But yeah, who would you give a shout out to for this episode? I just want to shout all the people building with Broadside. There's so many. Mr. Dollars, the greatest MC in Web3, who's been making songs with Broadside. Benevil and Dominique and the team building a Roblox game with Broadside. Neon Glitch and Eclectic Method, who built a Rave Brunker with Broadside. Some of the amazing people and projects we build with, Pixelinks, Warps, Rec Guys. Just there's so many people building alongside Broadside that there's too many to mention. But as we say in Broadside, bones up, respect. Thank you, everybody. Beautiful. Appreciate that. All right. And then finally, where can listeners go to find out more about you and the projects you're working on, on the web, social handles, stuff like that? Yeah. So on Twitter, we're Broadside NFT and I'm Matt Mason on Twitter. Easy peasy. All right. Well, we have reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thank you for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends, recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey also much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Look us up on all major social platforms by typing edge of NFT with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. This episode was brought to you by today's guest and sponsor. The creators of Edge of NFT will be compensated to support the production costs associated with the program. We are very selective with deciding who to have on these shows, but we are learning as we go just like you. The views expressed are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, and are not intended to serve as an endorsement or investment advice. You are urged to do your own research as well as consult a reputable financial advisor before making any investment or purchase decision.